Be sure to go to bit.ly slash funny community to join our funny community. Comment on episodes and who knows what else. That's bit.ly slash funny community. So I was contacted by a representative of John Bell, a, a Brad something or other. He suggested since I have John on the show, why not interview him? I said, well, let's let's not go into what I said. Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. Here we go. Today I am with the writer, producer, host, and star of Bells in the Bat Free, John Bell. Hi. I believe you started in radio. Yes. When I was a youngster, I wanted to be in radio, and I found a job at a small market. And I moved from one small market to another slightly less small market, and then a little bit larger than small market. And I went, I bounced around, mostly in the South. Not only did I do the on-air stuff, you know, the DJ stuff, hey, coming up next, traffic and weather together. I also wrote and produced radio commercials. And that's one of the things that kept me going in radio. I had a tendency to do funny commercials that clients liked. And uh, I was eventually approached by an ad agency who said, would you like to come write for us? So I went there. I was there for about four or five years, I believe, and did a lot of good stuff. The uh, stuff that I worked on won awards, local, regional, some national awards I've won. And I eventually, even though I, I love the advertising, it was fun, but I was sitting in an office and even though I enjoyed working at the ad agency, this swan song of radio called back to me, so I returned to the wacky microphone of radio. I kept writing and producing commercials, and they kept getting effective reactions and winning awards on occasion. I also started doing freelance stuff, voices and writing, and it got to the point where the writing and producing and voice work was keeping me more busy than the radio work. So I retired from radio, and now I am exclusively writing, producing for freelance. So he's free now? Who? Lance. You said you freelance. Oh, no, no, that just means I don't have a steady job. Keeping Lance was your job? No, I didn't keep him. Then how did you free him? No, I didn't. I mean, you... I. Lance, could you come here for a minute? I'm coming. Okay, hold on, hold on. What you want? Are you free? No, but I'm reasonable. Thank you, Lance. You may go now. You mean I'm free? I'm free! I'm free! I'm free! <laughs> when did you first develop an interest in comedy? I never really developed an interest in comedy. I always had an interest in comedy. When I was a kid growing up, even at a young age, I could see that there was absurdity abounding everywhere. And I was surprised that other people didn't see this absurdity. And when you point out absurdity, it's truth, but it's funny. When you take something that is naturally absurd and twist it just a little bit, it displays the absurdity and people catch it and they laugh. And then, of course, there's the whole structure of comedy, the element of surprise, the rhythm, the wordplay, all this stuff comes together to make stuff funny. How did you get into podcasting, and was comedy your first podcasting venture? 
Bells in the Bat Free is my only podcasting venture. It actually started back in about 2005. One of the radio stations I worked for, on the weekend we would run a show that had classic old-time radio shows, uh, The Shadow, uh, X-1, Jack Benny. And I loved that. And uh, I, I went to the, uh, the boss at the radio station and I said, why don't we, we have, we have a good group here, why don't we produce our own little radio show, like comedy stuff? And he said, no, no one wants to hear that kind of thing. And I pondered this and I said, well, I do. Maybe there are others who also want to listen to that sort of thing. So I started the podcast mostly using some of the bits that I had done over the years in my radio career. It was just sort of a platform to do some of my bits, my, my, my fake commercials, uh, parodies, things like that. And it slowly evolved as the characters showed up that uh, it became something completely different. Like when I brought Brad in or Arnie in, I thought it was just a one-shot thing. You know, there'd be a character appear and they'd disappear. But something happened. Brad and Arnie and I kind of became Kirk, Spock, and Dr. McCoy. I didn't have to write anything. I would just sit down with an idea of kind of where I'm going in a show, and I would just let the characters do their thing. So I rarely write a show or part of a show. I do if there's if something has to rhyme or if it's like a commercial and it has to have a certain sound to it. But all the dialogue is pretty much made up. Even the uh, the people I had helping me, like uh, Cindy Taylor, who did Miss Schmackelheimer, never gave her a script. I would just say, here's what we need to get across, and we'd start talking, and I'd record it. And the hardest part was whenever I talked with her, and also with Becky Beach, who uh, did Aunt Harriet and some of the other folks, I would take all this wonderful stuff that they would ad lib, and I had to sadly edit it down so the show wouldn't be an hour and a half long. And the show just took on a personality of its own. I like to experiment a lot with it, too. Sometimes I'll break completely away from me and Brad and Arnie and just do something just wackadoodle. I'm the boss. I don't have someone above me like in radio saying, you can't do that. Oh, what are you doing there? I like to experiment and try things out. Not everything works. There are some things that just fall flat. But then you get up and go, okay, won't do that again. To be in comedy, we almost always have to be a little nuts. If the phrase, you are what you eat, was true, what kind of nut would you be? I would be a walnut. A padded walnut. Yes, I am certifiable. I am one of those weird kids growing up that everybody kind of looked askance at. But then, eventually, they learned to appreciate my humor, for the most part. Those that didn't beat me up, just for the heck of it. If you could impart one message to our listeners, what would it be? Don't take things, especially yourself, so seriously. Laugh. Have some fun. No matter how dire things may seem, there is humor there. There's funny stuff. There's absurdity. And if you bring that out, it gladdens the heart, I guess you could say. People want to laugh no matter how bad things are. And even when things are good, it's fun to laugh. So don't take yourself so seriously. Enjoy things. Play with the English language. I love the English language. There is so much possibility for puns and wordplay. So just relax. 
be crazy. Be the one that everybody looks at and says, that guy's crazy. Gee, I wish I could be crazy too. This interview has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed the poking that we inevitably do at each other. You've got a great sense of humor and I've enjoyed visiting with you, just like I enjoy your show. Speaking of which, when I do a comedy interview, I like to include something for the listeners. So I've chosen something uh, from early in the show. Here is episode 13 of Bells in the Bat Free in its entirety. This is Bells in the Bat Free, originally released January 18th, 2006. Now, to appreciate this episode, you have to know an event that happened early 2006. Harry Belafonte, the singer and also activist, made a few comments that got the Bush administration in a tizzy. Here are some of those comments. Let's go after the common enemy, which is capitalism in America in the hands of imperial tyrants. I've said George W. Bush is a terrorist. Let us redefine terrorism. It is not just Bin Laden sitting in Afghanistan. It, it is in fact he who did what they say he did. This is just something to keep in mind as you listen to this particular episode. Okay, let me get this straight. And folks, bear with me. We'll start the show in just a second. You... Hugo, uh-huh. our janitor, yeah. want to do the opening theme? Yeah, I got the uh, super duper music looper uh, computer program from Sony. Did they pay you to mention that? No. Then don't mention it again. Okay. Right. And it's for ages six to nine, and I thought that'd be perfect yep. for me. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I come up with this opening theme for you. And let's hear it. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four. This is the guitar part. Mm-hmm. Here come the drums. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it's pretty cool so far there, Hugo. I'm going to do a vocal here in just a second since the introduction's done. I there you go. Hardly wait. Bells and a bad free show. Bells and a bad free show. Episode number 13. Bells and a bad free show. This is Bells and a bad free show. And I'm Hugo the Janitor. Uh, Hugo. Waka, waka, wooka, waka. Uh, Hugo, I gotta get on with the show. What? Can you move it oh, along? Okay, yeah. Okay. okay, yeah, get the show started. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I'll get the floors. You do that. This is John Bell, your genial host of Bells in the Battery, episode 13. In order to add a little class to the show, in order to possibly hoodwink some celebrities into joining us, I have procured an audience. Uh, actually, it's one person, but he's a professional audience. He's been in the audience of some of the great TV shows, everything from Joey Bishop all the way up to All in the Family. Yeah. And uh, he is here now to <laughs> be the audience for today's show. Yep. And, sir, your name is? My name is Liddy Trapdell. Hello, everybody. Tell me exactly now how this will work. Well, I'm going to sit in the corner over here, and if I hear something that is appropriately entertaining, mm-hmm. I will clap my hands thusly. And if I hear something that I find appropriately humorous, I will laugh jovially. Like, jovially. <laughs> or even perhaps, ho, ho, ho. Oh. I could go all the way from chortling up to... Um, guffawing <laughs> i rarely guffaw yeah. but uh, if it's uh, worth it i will and you are doing this free well not really free in exchange for 
uh, a plug for your website. So I'm going to give you that opportunity now to please give us your professional audience website address so people could go check you out. Certainly, certainly. My address is, you might want to write this down if you get a pencil. Yeah, got a pencil. Uh, fine. Go ahead. Is www.professionalaudienceforanyshowbusinessorentertainmentvenueunlimited1.com. Why do you have the one at the end there? Someone else already had the address, so I had to put the one at the end of it. So it's very important that you put the one at the end of it so you get my website. I see. Okay, well, I'm glad we got your plug in. Now, if you'll just sit in the corner and uh, do your appropriate audience things when uh, the, the events warrant them. All right, I'll, I'll just do that. I'll just sit over here and um, wait for something entertaining to happen. Fine. Um, I do have guests today. Uh, none of them are what you would call celebrities, so we're continuing our great celebrity search. I still have $11.37 in the kitty. <laughs> why, why did you applaud there? You can't eat the money. That was funny. No, no, it, it's a phrase. Huh? It just means I have it put aside. Oh. Right now, I'd like to introduce... Um, there's something, there's something board, something is shorting out. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, it's this switch here with the mic. Ah! Ah! Ow! Mm! I shot my finger. What are you doing over there? That's funny. This, this isn't an act. This is real. Uh-huh. Let me see. Arnie! Arnie, can you come in here, please? Yes, Mr. Melwood, seems to be no problem. There's a short in the board here. It, it keeps going in and out on Hear that? Yeah, I hear There's that. There's some sort of short, and I think it's here in the, uh, somewhere in the microphone seat. Yeah, let me take a look at it. Let me just kind of mess around with it. Wow, look at it spark. <laughs> Whoa, look at all that smoke. Oh, that's no. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's pretty cool. That's not funny, Arnie. Oh. Uh, sorry, Mr. Bell. Just yeah, that's, fix it. That'd be funny. Okay, let me take a look at it here. Yeah, uh, there seems to be a, a short yeah, I know in that. the uh, switch here. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to replace it, oh. uh, which means that while I'm replacing it, you won't be able to use your microphone. So, did you have something like pre-recorded you could play right now so I can fix it? Well, I guess uh, this would be the best time to listen to our newest Mr. Wizard episode. How about that? Yeah, that works out All right, fine. Um, here's Mr. Wizard while we fix the switch. We Good morning, Billy. Good morning, Mr. Wizard. Billy, are you aware that many animals can hear sounds we humans can't? Yeah, they pick up sounds in a higher frequency range. Wow, is that so? Uh-huh. Let's see if you can pick up this sound, Billy. Okay. Shut up. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Then we can get on with the show. Right. We're going to do a test to find out how acute human hearing is. Uh, Billy, put on those headphones. Okay. First, I'm going to play a sound at a very low frequency. Tell me if you can hear it. I can't hear anything, Mr. Wizard. Well, maybe if you were to wait until I turned it on, Billy, you might have more success. Oh, okay. <laughs> There, you hear anything? No, just a low hum. That's what you're supposed to hear, you little Billy. (laughs) Now I'll play a higher pitch tone. Oh, that's piercing. Yes, yes, that tone is at the upper range of the ear's tolerance, and the sound can be somewhat irritating. Billy, are you aware that music is made up of many harmonic ranges and sounds? Sure. Is news to me, Mr. Wizard. And because the ear reacts differently to each set of sounds, humans react differently to different types of music. Uh For instance, let me play this over your headphones. Now, what's your initial reaction? Boring. I see. You find the music I grew up with to be dull and uninteresting. Oh, well, boring. let's see how you like some of the music of your generation. <laughs> You'll notice that just a little bit of rock music has turned an otherwise normal boy into a raving lunatic. His arms flail, his face contorts, and his words are unintelligible as he attempts to sing along. Parents, let this be a warning, and keep your eyes peeled for the ad in your local paper for the official Mr. Wizard Good Music 6-album record set. 
If you love kids like I love kids, you'll stop letting them listen to modern garbage and you'll force the little thugs to listen to my music albums instead. Until your check clears, this is Mr. Wizard saying, bye-bye. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Okay, Arnie, that seems to work out fine. What'd you do? Fix the switch? No, the old switch was completely burned out. So you had to replace the switch? Yeah, but I couldn't replace it with a regular switch. What did you replace it with? I had to replace it with the clapper. The clapper? You know, clap on, clap off. But Arnie... Well, it's only a temporary thing until I can go out and get a regular switch, but we didn't have a switch, and I know you were recording your show there. I had to put a switch in it. Arnie, 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 calm down, calm down. Sorry. Okay. So I put in the clapper to cover things until we can get a switch. So you mean if I were to clap twice, it would turn the switch off, and if I clap twice again, it would turn the switch on? Yes. Allow me to demonstrate. Two claps. On again. I see. Okay. Well, I have to be very careful about that, I guess. Thank you, Arnie. Appreciate your help, and I'll holler if I need anything else. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. So long. <laughs> so long, everybody. Bye-bye. Uh, wait, wait. So wait, wait. Hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Don't applaud. Please don't applaud. It turns the microphone on and off. Well, it is my sacred duty as an audience to uh, applaud when I find things entertaining. Look, why don't you just go home? It might be best well, if no, we did this another... Do. I, I signed a contract, Mr. Bow, but, so I have to stay here for the duration of but, the show and follow my uh, duty as I see fit. All right. Well, let's see how this works out. Our first actual guest today is a woman who has a dog who says can speak. So will you please welcome? No, don't welcome. Just quietly allow her to come in. Miss Margaret Mudant. Hello, Miss Mudant. Hello. It's so nice to be here. This is the coldest reception I've ever received. Oh. I was told there was an audience in here. This yeah. is quiet as a tomb. I'm sorry, it's a technical malfunction. Please tell us what it is that your little dog here says. Oh, yes, little Fifu. Mostly he says, woof, woof. Oh, woof, woof, <laughs> yes. Don't applaud, don't applaud, no, please. Stop, stop. I think I deserve stop. an audience reaction. Applauding. What is this? No, no, I put up with this. Yet. It's a technical thing. I'm sorry. Please. Uh, little Fifi, Fi Fi, Fo Fo, Fum Fum. Fifu. Right. Let's hear him speak, please. All right. He will recite The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. The entire poem? Oh, yes. He knows the entire poem. Would you like to hear it? Here we go. All right. Fifu, speak. Under you see, doing. this is the problem. When you clap, oh. the, the microphone turns off and nobody can hear oh, you. How dare you stop me in the middle of his presentation? You see, that's how he speaks. That's how he was trained. I clapped twice. No. Forgotten lower. Twice to start and twice yes. to stop. I clapped twice. Don't, don't clap. Don't, don't clap. Right. Don't clap. I clapped twice to have him start and clapped twice to have him stop. Okay, this could get a little awkward. He just won't do it if you just say... Go. I don't know what kind of dogs you're accustomed to, but mine react to clapping. I don't think this is gonna work. Of course it will. Fifu, speak. Nevermore. Your audience is missing a wonderful yes. presentation. Yes, it's, it's amazing. Your dog is actually doing the raven, but we, the people at home can't hear him. I'm, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to... Oh, now what's going on? It's all that commotion out there. Hey, wait a minute. Excuse me, Mr. Bell. My name is Agent Simmons. I'm from Homeland Security. How did you get in here? That's beside the point. I have come to monitor your broadcast for any materials that are dangerous to Homeland Security. Why me? Why my podcast? What did I ever say that would cause you to choose me? Because you mentioned 
Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte? I never mentioned Harry yes, Belafonte. You did. We have it on tape. All right, well, let me hear it then. Oh, affirmative. Let me back it up here. Listen. Fonte. Harry Belafonte? I never mentioned Harry yes, Belafonte. You did. I just said that. Then you admit it. Write that down, Hargrove. Yes, you. Besides, as an American citizen, Mr. Belafonte can say whatever he wants. And who says that? The Constitution. I'll have to look into that, Hargrove. Make a note. Yes, you. But no matter his personal opinions, he can't openly threaten to poison the president. Poison the president? Did, did he do that? We found a formula for a poison in his writings. What was the formula? Hargrove, give me the notes on the formula. Thank you. It says, you put the lime in the coconut and drink it right down. And when is he supposed to follow through on this dastardly plan? We don't know. It just says it'll happen someday, oh. Day, oh? Daylight coming, me want to go home. Quiet, Hargrove. You're not on the night shift anymore. All right, look, you can sit over there in the other corner and listen to the show. Let me know if you hear anything that's threatening to America, all right? Indeed, I will. If I hear something suspect, I'll hit my alarm button thus. Oh, that's quite an alarm. It will give you fair warning to desist your current suspicious verbalizations. Look, knowing that you're sitting there with your hand over that button could make me nervous. Things could get a little hairy. What did I say? You mentioned Harry Belafonte again. Make a note of that hard roll. No, no, no. When I said Harry, I mean... Never mind. Look, all right, fine. I'll just stop mentioning it. Him. Whatever. Fine. I'll just sit here in the corner. You won't even notice me. Mr. Bell, what about me oh. and Fifu? We've come yes. here to perform. I understand and we want that. to perform. But maybe that dog is an Afghan hound. Afghan? Does it? No. Make a note of that hard Listen, roll. Yes, yes. I want Listen, that dog. No, 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 everybody be quiet! Well, make a note of that hard roll. I am not going to lose control of this show. I'm going to be calm. And I'm going to take care of whatever happens next, calmly and with a smile on my face. Make a note of that, Hargrove. Yes, you. Don't you dare, Hargrove. Yes, you. No, you. Mr. Bell. Yes, Miss Schmackelheimer. Yes, Miss Schmackelheimer. Miss Sadie Schmackelheimer. Yes, Miss Schmackelheimer. I have a call for you. Mm-hmm. A long distance call from someone who claims they're a celebrity. Uh huh. Saying Canada. Who's saying what? She said Hussein. I heard it. Make it note of that, Hargrove. Yes, she you. didn't say Hussein. She said Hussein. Just take the call, okay? I'm sorry, Miss Schmackelheimer. I'm having a bad day. Are you having a bad day? No, Mr. Bell. A fun day. Bellafunde. I heard her say it. Bellafunde. Harry Bellafunde. Everybody, just settle down so I can take this call in case it's a celebrity. I have $11.37 for them, so please just calm down while I get this call. Hello, Bell's in the Bad Free. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I have come to solve your problems. And claim the money. Well, yes, but it's for you, really. Oh, well, thank I, you. I am being mag... Magnum... Magnum... Mag, mag, magnanimous? Magnanimous. Yeah, fine. I'm being magnanimous today. I'm right. in that kind of mood. I must reach out and touch the little people. The little person I'm touching today is you. Well, I'm touched. Uh, by your touching of me, the little person, uh, who exactly are you? I sang the voice of a cat. Of a cat. Selling the virtues of an excellent cat food. Yes, it was I. It was I you. that voice. Well, could you uh, sing a little bit of this right now? Oh, yes. Are you ready? I am all set. All right. 
if you're sure that you're ready. <sighs> yes, I'm absolutely sure I'm ready to go. All right. Okay. Here I go. Here we go. Are you the singer that actually sang that in the original commercial? Oh, absolutely. That was me, well, my voice. That certainly throat going out for all to hear. That certainly qualifies you as a celebrity. Um what uh which cat food was that commercial for? Which cat food? Which yeah. Uh, you should know that. I, I couldn't delight. Cat crunchies. No. Pussy paradise. Patty no. tidbits. Tortoiseshell tasties. No. Uh, oh. Thank you for calling and touching the little people, and I appreciate it. Thank you very yes, much. I will be hearing from you soon, won't I? Yeah, just don't call us. We'll call you. Uh, bye. Okay. Where were we? That's what I thought. Arnie, Arnie, can you come in here for a second? What's going on? Listen, uh, you remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about a certain thing that you're going to put into the studio here? What thing is that, Monsieur Bell? In case of emergencies, the ejector seats. Yes, the ejector seats. Um, did you install them? Like I asked. I certainly did, Monsieur Bell. Very good. Um. Do you have the controls? Right here, Mr. Bell. These three buttons right here. Okay. Um, Arnie, you might want to step out. Oh, okay. I'll see you later, Mr. Bell. Okay. Thank you. Let's see now. Here's button number one. Button number two. And button number three. Now, who's left? That would be me, sir. You just... Keep quiet, Hargrove, and you can walk out. Mom's the word, sir. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We have somehow survived yet another Bells in the Bat Free Show. I'm your genial host, John Bell. We'll be back again next week with a very unusual episode. Bells in the Bat Free Show. Right here on Bells in the Bat Free. Bells in the Bat Free Show. Episode number 13. Yeah, but that'll be episode 14 when that was. Sorry to interrupt there, yeah. This is Bells in the Bat Free Show, and I'm Hugo the Janitor. All right, uh, the entire Bells in the Bat Free show is written, produced, and directed by John Bell. It's also copyright 2006 by the same. Ah, what the heck, why not? Say goodbye, Hargrove. Why am I going somewhere? No, you can't say I'm having. You have to say, no, Mr. Bell, a fun day. No, Mr. Bell, I'm having a fun day. No, you did it again. You have to just say, no. <laughs> I did it, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> Let's see. What am I supposed to say? No, oh, God. no Mr. Bell, a fun day. You're doing a darn good job of it, too. Okay, so, what's the line again? No, Mr. Bell, a fun day. Ah, gotcha, okay. Okay, go ahead. No, Mr. Bell, a fun day. Does that work? That, that's good. <laughs>